Hey there, everybody. Happy Sunday. How's everyone's morning doing? It's currently 10.45 a.m. here in the Mitten State, and the sun is shining. It's only like 37 degrees, though. <laughs> I can't wait for 50 degrees. <laughs> Granted, we'll probably have to wait till like late April like, or May before we get any real enjoyment out of spring. Of course, you all know me as Angela Bowen. I am the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, a, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, and also Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, which all four seasons of the show have been covered and are available for you to listen to on either iTunes, Podbean, or SoundCloud. I'm actually kind of contemplating, um, Jeremy had me get, a uh, Spotify, he wanted to get a Spotify family account, and, um, I looked, I've heard some of the podcasts I listen to actually use Spotify, and I'm kind of wondering if maybe I should jump on the bandwagon, maybe, and, and, and do that, but I'm just a little unsure still. I mean, I don't want to put it up there and have it get taken down because, you know, it's got, it's interlaced with clips from, you know, episodes and stuff. So that's my only real concern. So, but let me let you, let me tell you what episode I'm going to be yakking about. Season two, episode seven, entitled Menudo Madness. This episode aired on December 3rd, 1983. We're getting close to Christmas time of 83. My Second Christmas on this earth at that point. <laughs> okay, to impress a girl, because of course it's it's Ricky Stratton. He'll go to Great Links to impress a girl. He comes from money, so to impress a girl and get her to attend his party, Ricky promises her that the group, this the music group Menudo, this is pre Ricky Martin, I believe. That the group Menudo will be there, leaving only the small detail of getting them to show up. I'm guessing what Menudo's like in town for like a concert or something. I mean, Ricky is the student body president of Shallow Springs Junior High, and maybe this might be tied into I haven't really celebrated going into office as uh, the student body president of the school. I want to, like, impress this girl. But that girl, Leslie, that we saw in the hospital that was very inappropriate, her being there, is in this episode. I'm like, ugh. I did not like that girl. Not just because she was there while Ricky was in the hospital having to deal with, you know, Edward going in for emergency surgery. She just seemed really... Not so much ditzy, but just annoying. Like, she's beyond Freddie annoying. Well, I wouldn't really... I mean, Freddie's annoying in a different way. I mean, sometimes he's annoying. Sometimes I just feel sorry. Most of the time I feel sorry for him. This episode was rated 7.3 out of 10 based on 29 ratings on IMDb. This episode was directed by Jack Shea. Writers, let's see, who was it actually written by? James, wait a minute. Okay, written by James R. Stein, Bob Ellis, E, let's see, I-L-L-E-S. 
Ailes, I can't pronounce that man's name, a lot of creators, David W. Declan, Ryan, or Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, and Howard Leeds, a lot of creators on the show, a lot of, ooh, we got some connections, Phoebe the Robot mentions R2-D2, now we have never seen Phoebe before, Phoebe, Phoebe, but I think we see him in another episode, so, ooh, here we go, soundtracks, Abba Dabba Honeymoon, oh, this is, uh, performed by Joel Higgins, so he gets to show off his, uh, singing chops there, this guy is a good singer, Gotta get on moving. Oh, is this is this by the Menudos? Manudo? Oh boy. Alright. Well, I mean Punky Brewster in season three, the first episode, reading, writing, and rock and roll, did have DeBarge, which I'd never heard of them prior to that, but I've heard of Menudo. I actually just played a song of theirs on YouTube, and I wasn't really that thrilled about it. I guess it's one of those things where you had to be there, or you had to grow up. I mean, I was born in 82, so I wouldn't have been able to re recollect anything to, like, 85, 86. I mean, I can't remember that far back now, but... I grew up on, on 80s and 90s country music, and... My sister, of course, six years older than me, introduced me to Tiffany, Cindy Lauper, um, all those other singers. She actually somehow convinced me that she had written the song, I Think We're Alone Now, by Tiffany. And I was on the bus. I was like maybe six or seven. I'm like, my sister wrote that song because the song came on the radio. I'm like, my sister wrote that song. So here's an interesting quote that does, I believe, open up the episode. From This is from Ricky Stratton. If we lower the driving age to 14, it'll cut down on the time parents spend in carpools, which will stimulate the economy, how, <laughs> thus stopping the insidious spread of communism. Uh, what? I conclude with the fervent, fervent hope that I'll never have to say thank you, comrades. And that earns a well-deserved eye roll. Ricky, no, you cannot drive at 14. You have to wait until you're at least 16 to get your license, like every other person in the world has said. Wait until then, like me. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised I haven't raised the driving age to at least 18 by now. I mean, I'm not saying that all teenagers are the causes of majority of acts and they're not they're they're not but i understand why car insurance would be so high for them because they are at-risk drivers just like well senior citizens i guess could be considered high risk as well but all right um doing things a little bit differently here i kind of want to do my what's going on with me what i'm up to stuff like that prior to the theme song. So I'll yak about this stuff, you know, where you can follow the podcast. And then I will pop up the theme song and then I'll get into the episode. So that way it's like, oh, I don't really care what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Cycle, cycle, forward, forward, forward. 
this gives you guys the opportunity to do that, which, you know, I'm not offended by it if you guys don't want to hear about it. No skin off my back. I did see a couple movies. Uh, Friday, I did go see the new Jordan Peele movie, Us, um, which I gotta say, that freaked me out more than Get Out did. Get Out was, was scary, but the movie Us was pretty it was a bit gory. It was a little bit gory. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, yesterday I went and saw, for the 20th anniversary, I saw Cruel Intentions in the theater. I was 16. I know you got to be 17 or something. All right, a movie. Um, but the theater I went to in my hometown uh, didn't check IDs. and They didn't care. So I saw it twice. Granted, I had to lie and say I was seeing Stepmom, and then the second time I went and saw Cruel Intentions, I lied and said I was seeing the other sister. So, yeah. So, to you newbies out there, thank you for hopping on board. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you want to follow along with the podcast and find out what episodes are coming up, because I'm doing these all completely in order... I'm not jumping around with this one. Um, you can go to Facebook at Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. If you've been a regular listener, been listening since Punky Power started up, then you'll know you can just keep following along to Punky Power because all the Silver Spoon stuff is also on the Punky Power Facebook page. <clears throat> The same thing goes with Instagram. Punky Power has all the Silver Spoons episodes up the uh, info up there, as well as Silver Spoons podcast. If you'd like to email me about either show, you can email me at either Silver Spoons Podcast at gmail.com or Punky Power Podcast at gmail.com. Now, starting this week, I am doing things a little uh, differently with the podcast. I want to kind of, uh, I want to kind of get through season two. It's not nothing wrong with the season. It's just I do want to kind of speed things up a smidge. Not because I dislike it. It's just like I want to kind of get the ball rolling. I did that a little bit with Punky Brewster in season two. So what we're gonna do is two episodes a week. Between now and I think the second week in May, I should wrap up season two. Then beginning of June, I'll jump into season three and I'll just go back to once a week with that. Also, at the top of the podcast, instead of the end, I am going to give shout outs in the beginning to podcast listeners. Let's jump that into that right now. Madrid, Spain, Friendship, Wisconsin, Reno, Nevada, Toronto, Canada, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Montreal, Canada, Farmington, Missouri, Los Angeles, California, Marysville, Wisconsin. We have Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Santa Ana, California, Staten Island, New York, Los Angeles, California, Reno, Nevada, Glasgow, United Kingdom, Romania, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Phoenix, Arizona, and Hiroshima, Japan. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you want to support the show, you can go to Apple iTunes, leave a rating and review under Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, because you know that's where you find the Silver Spoons podcast. So, all right, guys, I've talked your ears off enough. Let's jump into this episode. 
find out uh, how Ricky is going to get Menudo to go to his party. Of course, his birthday's coming up next week. I looked at the cast listing for that episode. There is no party. What is this gathering that he... We're going to find out. I'm interested. All right, guys. Let's jump into the episode with a theme song. Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. Here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Hoping to find we're two of a kind. Make it a go. Ricky's holding a student council meeting in his living room. And he is really, really passionate about the idea of lowering the age of driving to 14, which he's only 12. He's going to turn 13 in the next episode. Well, Ricky, if your dad lived on a farm, you could probably get a, an early farmer's driver's license if you were 14. I think that's the age you gotta be. If only your dad were a farmer, Rick. <laughs> Buddy, he, these arguments that he's making to support this, the fact that uh, parents, the amount of time they'll spend in carpools, how, how much time do they really spend in carpools? Not to mention, I'm sure that Ricky usually is dropped off by um, that chauffeur, that I, I, Jenkins, I think his name is. We've seen him like twice. I don't think Edward's taking his son to school. He's got to work, and so does Kate. But I'm sure that Ricky is speaking for all children that aren't chauffeured in a limousine to school on a daily basis. He even adds in, it'll stop communism, which... What? And he ends that speech with, I... He says, and I end, I conclude this with a fervent hope that I never have to say thank you, comrades. What? 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 I, I don't get it. I'm playing this clip, guys. I don't, Ricky, what are you even jabbering on about? The only point I'm getting is that you want to be able to drive in, like, a year. Well, suck it up, buttercup, because you got two years left. Well, actually, three, because you're only going to be 13. You know, I had to wait. Other kids got to wait. Back in, you know, his day, you could probably have more than one person in the car with you at a time. Now, you can't, I don't even think I could really do that too much when I had gotten my license. Granted, that might have been just a rule. It wasn't an actual law, but. If we lower the driving age to 14, it'll cut down on the time parents spend in carpools which will stimulate the economy, thus stopping the insidious spread of communism. I conclude with a fervent hope that I'll never have to say, thank you, comrades. <laughs> and now, a rebuttal from the opposition. <laughs> uh, um, I agree with them. This is a debate. You're not supposed to agree with them. I agree. <laughs> Let's eat. Can I eat some of that? 
Ah, me, Consuelo. Oh, thank you. We make a pretty good team, don't you think? Well, I don't know. You're so much better than I am. I bet someday you'll be a statesman, or even an ambassador. Me? An ambassador? We're probably not a big country. <laughs> what do you want to do? Well, I was thinking of studying nuclear physics. Then again, you can make big bucks as a stewardess. <laughs> hey, Rick, I think old Leslie's got the hots for you. <laughs> yeah, she's nice. But I like Consuelo. <laughs> Rick, let me help you out with Consuelo. I mean, after all, I know a thing or two about women that you don't. You know something about women that I don't? That's ridiculous. <laughs> like what, for instance? Well, for one thing, it's a lot easier to make time with a girl at a party than a dumb old debate club meeting. True. But nobody's giving any parties in the near future. Oh, yeah? Attention, everybody! We're giving a party here Friday night! Everybody in? I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I can't make it. Nice going, JT. <laughs> hey, you win some, you lose some. Because now I've got a party to go to. <laughs> hey, Freddy, you stopping by the video arcade? I sure am, JT. Great, then I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, my bad. I thought it was a student council meeting. But then again, why would there be so few members there? No, it's a debate club meeting. All right. So I was going to say, apparently, Freddie was going to give a rebuttal on um, the driving age. So if Ricky was for the driving age being reduced, then or if Ricky was for that, then Freddy would be against it. And I'm guessing, how often do you have, I think we only saw that, that one episode that had both JT and Derek in the same episode was when Ricky dressed in drag as Derek's date. Vic, what was it, Victoria or something like that? Because other than that giant belt buckle and cowboy boots and that swagger, how can you really differentiate JT from Derek? They're almost the same person, kind of. So we see here that Ricky has got a little crush on Consuelo. Is it Consuelo or Consuela? Because he's saying Consuelo. I'm like, well, I'm... however you want to say a person's name is fine. Ricky likes her, and she's like, oh, I could see you as being an ambassador. And he's like, oh, well, maybe not from a big country. Which is kind of a funny ambassador because of the Mr. President episode from, like, uh, two episodes ago where Edward in Ricky's fantasy played a Russian ambassador. And Ricky asks her, uh, what do you want to do when you get older? And she says, I'd like to be a nuclear physicist. But then... She adds, but stewardess, that's where the big bucks are. And she walks over to the video game, the machines over there. 
And uh, that's where Leslie Leslie is, and they're just kind of hanging back. As JT comes over to Ricky and gives some advice, since he, quote-unquote, knows how to handle a woman, or knows a lot about women. And Ricky just kind of rolls his eyes at this, like, you're no worse than Derek. You're no better than Derek is there, JT. But he looks over at Consuelo and winks at her, like, aww. And, and of course, she kind of hides her face shyly, like, yeah. So Ricky's like, all right, JT, what do you got? How can you help me? And JT says, well, hey, there's a, uh, parties are the best way to get to know somebody. And Ricky's like, well, I don't know anyone that's having a party in the near future. So, of course... JT takes it upon himself to say, Hey, everybody! Ricky's having a party this Friday! Yeah, you didn't clear it with old dear old dad, did you? <laughs> I'm sure that Edward will be fine with that. I mean, it's it's a party. And apparently Leslie can make it, but Consuelo cannot. She can't be there. And Ricky kind of glowers at JT, like, Way to go, JT. This isn't what I wanted. I love, I love GT's digs at Freddy, where he's like, hey, Freddy, you going to the arcade? And Freddy's like, yeah. And JT's like, well, I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> oh, poor Freddy. Poor Freddy. So as everyone's leaving, when Leslie goes up to Ricky, she's quite a bit shorter than he is. She's like, oh, bye, Ricky. See you Friday. And she kisses him on the cheek. It almost looks like a little girl crush, but they're in the same grade. They're around the same age. Oh, I just noticed her jacket. Consuelo's jacket. Because Ricky is like, trying to invite her to you know, his party. Like, I really shouldn't want you to come into my party. She's like, I don't think I should. So does she not trust Ricky? Like, I don't know. You seem kind of like JT or something. I noticed her jacket says Menudo. So is there a Menudo concert coming this Friday? Maybe that's why she can't attend his party? Okay, this girl is straightforward. Thing. Well, it's pretty obvious, Rick. You have a crush on me. <laughs> is he going to play this off? Like, oh, no, not, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Because she says, it's pretty obvious you have a crush on me. And he's like, oh, no, obvious? I, I'm not obvious. No. So she gives him uh, some facts that proves that he is pretty obvious. He winks at her. He passes her notes in class. And then he sat outside her house under a tree for hours. That's not obvious. That's stalkerish. Rookie, you like this girl, great, but if she doesn't like you, you need to kind of back off. Sitting under her tree in her yard in front of her house for hours on end is not the way to win a girl's heart. It's a great way to win a restraining order, though. Well, this girl is hardcore. She's like, the point is, you like me, but I don't really like you. Or I'm not sure how I feel about you. I want to play this clip. Oh, he is getting uh, his heart stomped on there. Ricky, you should have just played it cool and unobvious. And it would have been fine. But the Rickster, he wears... I'm calling him the Rickster, not the Ricker. Because I will never, ever refer to him that way. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Which, as cute as that is, that definitely is problematic. Consuelo? Yes? I'd really like you to come to my party on Friday. I don't think I should. Well, why not? Well, Rick, 
It's kind of obvious you've got a crush on me. <laughs> obvious? I don't think I'm so obvious. <laughs> Rick, you wink at me. You pass me notes in class. And last night you sat for hours under the tree in our front yard. <laughs> Was that your yard? <laughs> Small world, huh? <laughs> the point is, you like me. I'm not so sure how I feel about you. Well, if it's any help, I, I know a lot of people will think I'm a nice guy. I, I can give you some references. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ricky. Really. Wait a minute. You're a big fan of Menudo, huh? Yeah. Menudo's coming to my party. <laughs> they are? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. Menudo, here, in this house, in this house, in this house. You all right? I'm fine. <laughs> Rick, I wouldn't miss your party for the world. And I want you to know this moment is etched into my mind forever. <laughs> I've just begun to etch. So she tells, Consuelo tells Ricky, I'm not so, I know you like me, but I'm not so sure how I feel about you. And Ricky's like, oh, well, I'm a stand-up guy. I mean, you can ask anybody. I can even get references. This makes me think of um, that Homer Simpson episode. Is it The Way We Were? That might have been the episode where he and Marge are in high school. And um, Marge is on the, I think it's the debate team. And she's just really unsure about this Homer Simpson guy. He's like, oh, well, I can go get you references. And he has, like, a shop teacher and I think it was, like, a track and field guy. Like, I think even Barney Gumble had given her references. And I think there is a, a book that I had read, um, Her Mother's Hope, where... A guy had done the same thing to a girl that he liked and she wasn't sure about him. And he had references from uh, teacher uh, professors. They were in college and also his pastor and stuff like that. So, it's interesting. I mean, the fact that a guy likes a girl so much that he would go to those links. Like, to ask someone, like, hey, I like this person, this girl. Can you please write a reference about me to help me? You know, to help convince her that I'm a good guy. So Consuelo turns to go, like, I'm sorry, Ricky, but I don't think she's really... She's, she's not into, into Ricky. This is more of a, a one-sided uh, infatuation on Ricky's end. And as a last-ditch effort, Ricky is like, Oh, Menudo! I see you like Menudo. You're wearing a, a jacket that has Menudo, like, written all over it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I really like them. They're awesome. And he's like, well, Menudo's going to show up at my party. And she immediately turns to, like, a puddle of goop. Like, Menudo's going to be in this house, in this house, in this house. And she screams at the top of her lungs. And then she sees his reaction and then immediately poker face. Like, oh, well, yeah, you know, I, I might 
come check it out. Yeah. And this reminds me of the Growing Pains episode I just covered with young Ben Seaver, who's right around Ricky's age, likes a girl. She can't go out on date dates yet because she's only 13. And says, oh, if someone were having a party, I can meet you there. And he ends up throwing himself a fake birthday party. So, interesting tactics that these young boys here will use to get the girl of their dreams. This vinyl lavender-colored jacket that she's wearing has got Menudo in black and red lettering that would almost be like on a letterman's jacket that would have that, like, uh, furry fuzz letter writing patches. And she's even got it on her notebook in red Menudo. Just so you didn't know that this girl is absolutely obsessed with Menudo. I mean, I was writing Devin Sawa on my notebook in 1996 or 97. I was hooked. Actually, I also wrote some guy in my class, his name on my notebook too, and then some other... I accidentally left it in a classroom only for it to be found by other kids who started to tease me and this guy who had no idea that I was into him and he definitely did not like me back. That was my tactic in seventh grade. At the very last day of school, I wrote this note saying like, hey, homie, I like you, whatever. And he, he looked down at it like, what are you doing? And I think, I'm like, here, here, here. And he's like, what? I'm so I'm like, well, that sucked. Granted, in the beginning of seventh grade, I developed a, a crush on another guy. I did the same thing. And then again in eighth grade, and then I think in tenth grade. And after a while, I was just like, okay, these recipients are not worthy because they could care less. And it wasn't even like, I like you. It's like, hey, I want to be your friend. Here's my. And I put my phone number down. Yeah, I know. Signs of desperation. But I was 13, 14. 16 at the time so and I always went for like the not popular guys like the guys I thought were like semi-quiet like on the edge of popularity but not completely well the new guy in eighth grade Caleb um was new and he was he was snapped right up into the popular fold right away Wow, two kisses from two different girls. Oh, Ricky, you boy, you, you, you guy, you. As Consuela says, oh, I'll come to your party then, kisses him on the cheek, and she is in a trance as she walks away. And then we hear this clip, clop, clip, clop of heels, and I'm thinking, well, Ricky's standing right there. Where is the, Where are the heels coming from? No, Kate's coming in, arms loaded down with files and, and, and stuff, because, you know, she's Edward's secretary at the time, so she's got a lot of stuff she's doing. Ricky himself is literally almost, almost literally walking on a cloud. He is on cloud nine and in a trance. <laughs> Guess what, Kate? What? Consuelo, Amalia, Navarro Sarmiento is coming to my party. Consuelo, Amalia, Navarro Sarmiento? Yeah. Well, uh, Consuelo, Amalia, Navarro Sarmiento sounds a lot more exciting than your last girlfriend, Beth Butts. <laughs> <laughs> Beth is okay. 
two out of three isn't bad. <laughs> Kate, I promised Consuelo that I'd have Menudo at my party. The music group? Gee, do they play private parties? Are you kidding? That would be like asking the Bee Gees to play a bar mitzvah. <laughs> what am I going to do, Kate? Uh, well, I think your, your father's got some connection in the music business. She does? Yeah, well, he once played golf with Chubby Checker. <laughs> so Kate comes into the room, and she puts her stuff down on her desk, and Ricky is all like, his head is like literally in the clouds. He's floating on clouds, he's got his head in the clouds, his, he's looking, and she's like, what, almost like, what are you looking at? Like, you're looking at something, you know, out through the French doors. And I don't know how the heck I'm gonna be. Let's see if I can pronounce Consuelo's full name. She's. I gotta... She got like four names. Consuelo Amalia Navarro Salimento, or, or I don't speak Spanish, but that's her name. Kate gets it right. Like, oh wow, you guys know how to roll your R's. Navarro Salimento. I can't say it. Good job, Kate. You got it. So apparently Ricky had a, because Kate's like, well, this girl sounds a lot uh, more exciting than your last girlfriend, Beth Butts. Who's Beth Butts? We never met this girl. So she must be between the Sally Freeman and uh, the Consuela girl. Wait, wasn't there another girl? Yeah, the, the what's her face? Barbara. Well, that wasn't his girlfriend. That was some girl that was attaching herself to, to Ricky. In a very uncomfortable and unflattering way. So Ricky is so jazzed about the fact that she's coming to his party, but then he's like, I'm dead. As he sits onto the couch. And um, actually, I was uh, looking at an interview with Joel Higgins, and the interviewer was asking, like, did you keep any of the props or anything from the show? And he actually kept this Chase Lounge leather couch that's in his house somewhere. Joel Higgins, who plays Edward, did. Um, but Ricky's like, oh, I'm dead. I promised Consuelo that Menudo would perform at my party. And and, and Kate's like, Menudo? The band? Do they do private parties? And Ricky's like, I don't think so. I mean, that'd be like the Bee Gees performing at a bar, bar mitzvah. And apparently... Edward has music connections, but the only connection that Kate really gives is a scenario where Edward played golf with Chubby Checker. Was Chubby Checker still... He was still alive at this point in 83, right? I mean, how would he... He wouldn't know Menudo, or would he? So Edward has got a surprise for Ricky. Is it Menudo? Is Menudo behind that door? Oh, okay, so Edward comes out, he's like, he tells Kate, he's, and Ricky, I got a great surprise for you, it's a breakthrough in Eddie's toys. Is this where we meet Phoebe the robot? Kate, Rick, I'm glad you're here. I got a great surprise for you, Eddie Toy's latest breakthrough, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Phoebe, <laughs> come on in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Laszlo Fubarski, best inventor in our company. 
Booby's even been programmed with Professor Fabarski's own personality. Yeah, I'm computerized, voice activated, and a close personal friend of R2D2. <laughs> What's your name, pal? I'm Rick. Hey, give me three. It's <laughs> really great, Dad. Yeah. Hold your horses. Hey, babe. Uh, you want to play robot nurse? Yeah. Uh, just watch your language, Booby. This is a respectable woman, not some cheap blender. <laughs> Kate Summers, my assistant. I apologize. And girlfriend. Uh, why don't we kiss and make up? No. Inventors. This cool. This guy is really cool. He's got one of those um, senior citizen, you know, the caps, and he's got the little, uh, the little uh, metal glasses, and he's programmed with the inventor's voice. He just looks. He's got this these big like, like arms with um softly um gold gloves, and it's 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 really really cool. So when Edward opens the door, you get this this music that just starts pumping out of the doorway, announcing Phoebe's entrance, and it's just this this big ceremonious celebration here. So Professor Fubarski, he's been phoebe uh, has been programmed with his essence, his personality and everything computerized voice activated close personal friends with r2d2 so phoebe kind of uh calls ricky over like hey what's your name little buddy and ricky's like i'm rick and he's like hey give me five and they do all this you know slapping and then high five low five oh too slow <laughs> oh my goodness does phoebe set his sights on kate like oh Oh, goodness, who is this pretty lady? I likey, likey. And he looks at Kate and says, Ooh, do you want to play doctor and or uh, robot nurse? And Edward's like, Uh, Phoebe, easy there. That's Kate Summers, my assistant. And I added in there, I'm like, Uh, and girlfriend, girlfriend, she's your girlfriend. <sighs> I, I don't get it. It's just like, they started, you know, off in, in season one and everything, and it's like, it just seems like either it doesn't 100% continue to acknowledge it throughout the season two at all. I mean, it's there, clearly they're dating, but you really don't get any real glimpses that they are. It's like they're dating in one episode, and then they're back to, you know, boss and associate. Because, I mean, spoiler alert, I mean, unless you've seen the show, they do get married, like, towards the end of season three. But it's like, I want to see their courtship. 
So, Edward kind of chastises Phoebe, like, hey, watch your language. This is a respectable lady, not some cheap blender. So, Phoebe says, my apologies. Why don't we kiss and make up? And Edward actually kind of thumbs over at Phoebe, like, Kate, yeah, why don't you give him a kiss? And she's like, okay. And she does kiss him on his robotic mouth. And his head, Phoebe's head spins around. Like, yeah! Like, that was kind of creepy. <laughs> so his big arms, like, flop down at his side <laughs> after his head spins around. And Kate looks at Edward's like, gosh, I'm good. And she walks away smiling, like, it's <laughs> funny. So Phoebe begins to follow Kate asking for another kiss. So Kate starts taking some of the snacks and stuff to the kitchen area, and she says, that's enough, Phoebe, as he's following her. Edward looks on him and turns to Rick and says, maybe I should have a talk with the professor and have Phoebe neutered, which m maybe you should. <laughs> so Ricky collapses onto the couch and says, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. And Edward, of course, just got back. He has no idea what Ricky's talking about. Ricky says he made a promise to a girl, Consuelo, and he says he... Didn't stop JT from announcing that there was going to be a party happening at the Stratton Mansion. And, yeah, I can imagine that Edward's going to be like, Son, maybe you should have not said anything until you actually covered that with me. Yes, he does. Son, I wish you had checked that out with me first. Um, <laughs> like, I'm fine with you having a party, but you need to give me a little more than a day's notice. <laughs> So, Edward kind of relaxes at the idea, at least here for a moment, as he's like, yeah, I don't see any problem having the gang over, you know, for a party. And Ricky's like, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll need some things, of course. You know, uh, cake, punch, menudo. And I'm sure Edward's like, excuse me? So I'm going to play this clip. Punked it. <clears throat> Somehow, son, you seem troubled. Dad, I made a promise to a girl. Her name is Consuelo Amalia Navarro Samieto. Well, if you promised her a locket with her name on it, she's going to need a neck brace. That isn't it. Today, I sort of let JT announce I was giving a party on Friday. Well, son, I wish you'd check that kind of thing out with me first. Well, I don't see any harm in it. We can have the gang over. Thanks. But we're going to need a few things for the party. Like cake, punch, ice cream, menudo. <laughs> menudo? Rick, the only menudo I know about is that real popular music group. The one that's stopping traffic in downtown Manhattan. The one that's filling Madison Square Garden. Is that the menudo you want? They'd be good. <laughs> I noticed that Ricky's wearing, like, loafer shoes without socks. At first, I'm like, is he wearing socks? And I'm like, no, he's not wearing socks. So, when Ricky drops the name Menudo, Edward kind of punches up his face and kind of looks at Ricky like, well, the only Menudo I know of is the one that's 
stopping traffic in downtown Manhattan. That's selling out Madison Square Garden. Is that the Menudo that you're talking about? That pop rock group that everyone's going gaga over? And Ricky's like, yep, yeah, yep, that's the one. I think he lets, he tells us that, like, explains, like, I promise Consuelo the Menudo group. So now we go to, I'm guessing this is a hotel room where the Menudo guys are um, practicing their dance moves or rehearsing. Wow, there's five of them. So there's a knock on the door, it's room service, and... This shrieky girl runs in to hug one of these guys, saying, Manudo, I'll love you forever. And the bellhop comes and grabs the girl, or maybe he uh, also works as a security guard for the hotel. But she's actually telling the guy to get her his hands off her. It's like, girl, you don't need to be in this guy, these boys' hotel room, okay? They don't need that kind of publicity. But um, the waiter comes in with this cart that's got five containers full of food for the boys. Probably their breakfast or lunch or dinner or what have you. And it's funny because the tablecloth is like a gold color. And that also matches the guy's, the waiter's gold jacket. So I bet anything, Ricky is under that cart. Uh, this guy is, would you say ra being a smidge racial and racially insensitive? Because he's calling the ham, he's got the hamburgers, he's calling them hamburgos, and then he's saying, I'll get you ketchup-o. But he's yelling at them like he thinks if he shouts that they'll understand. They're not deaf. They're not deaf. Those boys, I'm sure they understand, they, they do understand English. I mean, well, I confirmed it. Ricky's under there. There appears the bottle of ketchup just magically out of nowhere. And El Mustard, as the, uh, the waiter shouts, and up appears an arm that puts mustard on top of the cook. Okay, that guy... Seriously, you don't get that there's someone that's just magically appearing out of nowhere. I'm going to play this. I mean, you guys tell me what you think. This guy is being racially insensitive to these boys. Because he's adding O to everything because they're, what, Latino? And he's shouting at them like he thinks that if I speak loudly, they'll understand. <coughs> Yeah, he knew that kid was down there the whole time. 
This was a ruse. As we see Ricky's head pop up and like, thanks, <laughs> giving him the A-OK -okay sign. So, Rookie fully pops out from underneath the cart. He's got a little card in front of him to read to Menudo about trying to get them to play at his party. And one of the guys, all these boys are still holding plates. And one guy's like, hey, you got mashed potatoes all over your pans. <laughs> to unpack here from that clip. Uh, <laughs> Ricky was reading who set that up on that card for him or did he come up with all of that? And he's like, hey man, you got to mash potatoes all over your pants. And um, Ricky's like, you understand English. And I don't know which menudo this is, 
but he's pretty cute looking. Um, <laughs> he's like, yes, we understand English. What language were you talking? <laughs> well, Ricky here was speaking garbly goop. Because the other Menudo's band members are all got their hands covering their faces. Like, they are just laughing their butts off. Like, this is the funniest thing. <laughs> this white boy trying to speak Spanish. <laughs> so the guy in the, in the light blue and gray striped shirt is like, hey, like Michael Jackson says, beat it as he points his hand in the air for emphasis. Like, get out of my get out of our room now. So Ricky's like, his please, like, hey, just hear me out. I know you're all new to the Big Apple and you're probably a little lonely. And at first I'm like. Ricky, what are you insinuating here? These are teenage boys that are probably a year or two older than you are. Of course, as soon as Ricky says, I know you're a little lonely, cut to the window of their hotel room. This girl, the same girl who barged in when that waiter came in with her um, serving table of food, she's in the window wearing a shirt that says Menudo across her shirt. It's this girl that's got, like, short, dark hair saying how, I want to marry you and have your babies. And we see the security guard also right up against the window there. That's not a real ledge, of course. <laughs> Miguel? Is that one of the, is that one of the guys? That's one of the guys? She clearly wants to have his babies. Oh, she wants him to have her babies. Clearly an adolescent. You don't know how reproduction works. Or childbirth. This is a joke that will come back in a really weird way. I noticed that Ricky's got a gold chain necklace that he wears just under his shirt. So Ricky decides to just flat out level with them and tell them he promised this girl, Consuelo, that he really, the girl he really likes, that he promised Menudo would play at his party. And they are all guffaw laughing, especially this tight curled frizzy afro menudo guy with the mus the one wearing the muscle shirt there's also one that's got a curly long fro wearing a purple shirt we've got a kid with a short hair wearing a blue t-shirt and then there's another boy in the back i don't know any of their names i'll just refer to them by the shirts they're wearing so Ricky, defeated, goes to the door to leave. Like, hey, I get it. People always asking you for favors. And the guy pretty much doing the speaking for the rest of the band, the blue and gray striped shirt guy, is like, yeah, we hardly get a moment to ourselves. So Ricky turns this on its head as an opportunity. Like, hey, why don't you come to my house? It'll be private. I'm having a little get-together, not a big soiree. Not a big bash. You guys, you know, food and stuff like that. But the thing that ultimately wins the boys over, video games, arcades, because they are teenagers in the 80s that love video games. So Ricky's like, hey, you guys are tired of hanging out in some small hotel room. And you want to get away from the pressures of teen stardom. So it's like, alright, have I got a deal for you? Privacy. Good food. Video games. Oh yeah. 
so blue and gray striped shirt guy goes over to the rest of the group and they all start converging on do you want to do you not want to what do you guys say this sounds like a good idea to get away for a night where's their manager <laughs> so the one thing they agree on is video games video games video games video games you got a deal stratton so muscle shirt says all right rick we'll come to your party we deserve a break today so Ricky is absolutely floored. Like you will, you really, you you're gonna come to my party? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Menudo at my house. Oh, by the way, here's the address. So Ricky says, "All right, here's my address. See you tonight." Turns, grabs the doorknob, opens the door as that girl we just saw on the ledge, the one who came into the room earlier with the um the server hotel server guy. She's dressed in the security guy's clothes. Like, I'm security. And then we see the actual security guy in, like, his underwear and a white Hanes tee. So the security guy just, he's in his underwear and a white t-shirt and socks and shoes. How did she get those pants and everything off of him? That's kind of, that is really creepy. This girl's like 13. She's about Ricky's age. And the guy, the security guy just grabs her by the arm because she's hugging, I'm thinking it's Miguel who she's hugging. She wants to have his babies or she wants him to have her babies. And the guy just drags her out of there like, let's go. And she's like, I'm your number one fan. Oh, Kathy Bates like for misery. Oh, so we go to the Stratton Mansion. The room is all set up for a party. We got kids hanging out there. Consuelo's sitting by Rick, asking where Menudo is. And Rick's like, they'll be here. Two hours late. Yeah, they're not coming. Even JT's like, come on, Rick, where's Menudo? Two hours? Those kids are just hanging around for two hours waiting for Menudo? They're not even dancing. There's no music playing. There's nothing. No one's eating food. What a lame party. Those kids would not stick around. If Manuro were an hour late, they would have left. Like, forget it. They're not coming. Two hours late. Come on. <laughs> so, where's Manuro, Rick? They'll be here. <laughs> Listen, they're only two hours late. When you consider that the Earth is over 4 billion years old, two hours is a mere blink of the eye. <laughs> Where's Menudo, Rick? <laughs> I told you, they're coming. And if you don't believe me, you can all just eat and leave. Okay. <laughs> Rick, I'm not saying you did this. But if you lied, and Menudo isn't coming and never was, I think it was a gutsy move. <laughs> I hate to come to a party, stay a few years, and leave. <laughs> Bye. I'm leaving too. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Uh, there's entertainment tonight. Uh -huh. uh, uh, presenting the... The song stylings of Stratton and Summers. <laughs> Summers and Stratton. So Ricky says, hey, you guys just want to eat and leave. I mean, come on. 
That's exactly what they do. JT and the other kids rush up to the food buffet and just start stuffing their faces. And JT's like, hey, well, I hate to eat and run, but there's really no reason to stay here. Like, I'm leaving. Like, he's announcing it to the other kids. Like, hey, I'm out of here. Like, oh, well, JT, JT leaves. I guess we all should leave, right? <laughs> it's like a hive mind. Of course, Leslie has to schmooze Ricky like, oh, Ricky, if you just use Menudo as an excuse to get people here, well, I think that was a gutsy move. And now Kate and Edward are kind of coming in and seeing that these kids want to get out of here. They've been there for two hours. They've done nothing. There's no games. There's no nothing. So Edward takes it upon himself to grab his guitar and say, Hey, you're going to miss the music stylings of Stratton and Summers. And Kate kind of nudges him like, Oh, I mean Summers and Stratton. Like, oh boy. They're going to sing. Yay! We all know Joel Higgins has a great voice. Now, it's not Menudo level great, you know, for the kids. The kids came to see Menudo. They didn't come to hear Ricky's dad sing. western vibe here as they're doing a little uh two-step dance thing la, 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 la. i mean they're really giving it their all but jt has the nerve to go up while edward is singing screaming mr stratton finally edward notices jt standing right next to him looks at him stops playing looks at him and he's like hey mr stratton look um I gotta get to bed early so to get to Monday, so he's gonna leave. And then we hear the toot 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 of the train. So it looks like Menudo is going to be coming. Edward does some weird cat call. Meow. Is that the secret that's the secret code that he made up with Menudo or something to announce their entrance? <laughs> Because Edward's like, well, me and Miss Summers were actually, we were just stalling. Like, no. Freddie actually was into their singing, like clapping along and bobbing his head with body back and forth. He was having a grand old time. He's the only one. And Ricky is like praying to the heavens, when will this nightmare end? Like, well, Ricky, you got into it. Don't know what to tell you. Just, just. Ride it out. 
Menudo will be there. I mean, they probably had to clear that with their manager. Like, you're going where now? What? We didn't agree to this. There we go. So, Menudo comes in on the train to a giant applause from the audience. And as soon as they jump right off the train, boom, the music kicks in. I'm not playing their song, though, because... So, I, the song they're singing is Gotta Get a Movin'. And are a couple of those boys twins? Like, the one that was in the gray-blue striped shirt that I thought was a cute one? I'm not knocking the others, um, but he looks like he's the twin of the other, the, the long, the curly, long, or, like, mulleted, not mullet, but the curly-haired Frody dude, but they got the same face. <laughs> they could be twins. So, Ricky's standing over by Consuelo, who is, like, Fake biting her nails, just, I, I'm guessing, um, the director or whoever kind of told her to act like you are in, really excited. Not, I'm your number one fan hotel girl excited, but pretty close. Like, not, I want to have your babies, I want you to have my babies excited, but somewhere in that medium. <laughs> one of those boys has braces. It's the one that was wearing the muscle shirt earlier. The one that kept saying, like, you're talking out of your nose or something. You're, you're, um, talking our noses off or something. So, is this guy that was in the muscle shirt earlier, he's now wearing, like, a purple and pinstripe, blue pinstriped, uh, t-shirt, uh, colored t-shirt. Is he the lead singer? Because it seems like he's taking most of the lines and... Like, the other kids are backing him up in singing. The other Menudos. Alright, I pulled up the IMDb cast list here. We have Menudo and just Menudo. We have Miguel Cancel. Um, Johnny Lozardo. L-O-Z-A-D-A. A-D-A. Johnny, we got Ray Rays. We got, um... Charlie Masso, Ricky Melendez, and Paul Bar. Oh, he plays the security guy. I'm just trying to see if a couple of these boys look like they could be twins. I don't think they are. Ray, Ray's Lion, So, Lozada, Korea, Miguel Medrano. Okay, no, um, I guess, no, they're not, none of them are related by any, I mean, I'll have to look more into that. How many, because they had it at some point, they had Ricky Martin on here, he's not here yet, but how long is this song? It feels like it goes on for five minutes. Good, it's over, whew. So, Consuela puts her hand on Ricky's shoulder, and he is like, oh yeah, I like this, like, no, she's looking at Menudo, Ricky. <laughs> so, Ricky's grinning to himself as he says, See, Consuelo, I told you they'd show up. She's like, Ricky, I love you. She's speaking over his shoulder to one of the Rickies over in the band, whichever one it is. And he, like, is shocked and turns to face her like, well, Oh, 
He's like, you do? And he's like, you don't know how long I've been waiting to hear those words. What? What? And she runs over to, I'm guessing he must be one of the lead singers. He's the one with the braces. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> See, Consuelo? Told you they'd show up. Ricky, I love you! You do? <laughs> you don't know how long I've been waiting to hear those words! <laughs> hey, what's going on here? She said she loves me. His name is Ricky, too. <laughs> oh. Doesn't matter. I know you're hurt and upset and your heart is shattered, but do you want to dance? Sure. <laughs> you know, watching those kids go crazy for Minuta reminds me when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was crazy for the Beatles. <laughs> ah, yes. I used to jump up and down and scream and carry on for Paul McCartney. Really? <laughs> you know, you may not believe it, is I used to do the same thing. For Paul McCartney? No, Mickey Mantle. <laughs> sure. Here. So Ricky's standing there, like, shocked, like, wait, hey, hey, wait, what's going on here? And Leslie comes up to Ricky, and she's like, um, his name's Ricky, too. Like, Ricky, you are... You don't know, you invited this band to impress this girl and you didn't get any information on them? Like, say, maybe who the bandmates are, what their names are, nothing? <laughs> so, Leslie's like, she takes advantage of this moment. Like, oh, Ricky, I'm sorry your heart is shattered, but would you like to dance? And he's, and I'm looking at this girl, Leslie, and Ricky. He is at least literally a head taller than she is. But he's like, eh, what the heck? Yeah, I'll dance with you. Cool. So Consuelo's dancing with Ricky, the, the braces, um, menudo singer. And we move over to Kate and Edward, who she's like telling him how this party, all these kids, makes me think of when um, I had a crush. You know, I went gaga over Paul McCartney from the Beatles. And I love how Edward, like, kind of, like, uh, pushes his bangs down a little bit to try to do the bowl cut thing to jokingly impress Kate. And he's like, yeah, you won't believe this, but I had the same thing. And she's like, oh, you had a crush on Paul McCartney, too? And he's like, no, Mickey Mantle. <laughs> so he dips Kate, and they're right by the table that have the snacks. And he actually puts, I'm not sure, what, a piece of popcorn in her mouth or something? And the scene cuts out here. So the scene carries on here with Ricky and Leslie, how he says that she's a very sensitive girl. And she's like, thanks, I get that from my father. He shampoos carpets. And I'm thinking, and even Ricky's kind of like, what? So does this kind of mean that he and Leslie are kind of going to kind of sort of be an item here? You know, Leslie, I think you're a real sensitive and caring person. Thanks. I inherited that from my <laughs> father. He shampoos carpets. <laughs> Ricky, do you think we'll fall madly in love, get married, have 
kids and open a business together? I was thinking more along the lines of a movie tomorrow afternoon. I'll take it. Ricky, do you think we'll fall madly in love, get married, have children together, and open a business? And he's like, uh, <laughs> no, I was thinking more of going into a movie tomorrow together. And she's like, I'll take it. He's like, whew. <laughs> oh, boy. We do, I think, see Leslie again in another episode. I think later on this season, this girl's mother had a fling with Edward at one point and it's part of a two-parter episode where he, Edward actually has to choose between Kate and this Leslie's mother which, ugh, we don't need that but that's the episode, you know I thought it was, it was cute I'm gonna give it rated an average 3 out of 5 uh, trains uh, let's see, what did I, I, I liked Ricky sneaking into the Menudo's hotel room and then trying to speak some form of Spanish. Uh, <laughs> I thought that, that girl, that I'm your number one fan, like that whole thing, like three different times in the course of less than ten minutes. Like, uh... It, that one, that's why I knocked a point off for that. But the other two things I liked, of course, were Edward and Kate jumping in and trying to distract the kids from thinking about Menudo being two hours late. Also, Fubi liked him. Um, the other thing I knocked off was uh, Consuelo. I mean... She just at all, not at all, was into Ricky at all. She just wanted Menudo. So it just, that was, ugh. So that's why I knocked off the other points. So it's three out of five. Phoebe, Kate, and Edward, and also Ricky in the hotel room with Menudo. Those are the three things I like. So, that being said, let's talk about the next episode that's going to come out later this week. That is Season 2, Episode 8, entitled Happy Birthday. It's Ricky's 13th birthday and his first with his father. After thinking his dad has forgotten his birthday, he wishes for the impossible, which is for Kate, his dad, and grandfather to all get along. Buddy, you are asking for a lot there. <laughs> as far as for a silver spoonful, um... In a way of what I could say I learned from this episode. Crazy fans will get kicked out of hotel rooms by security. Or arrested. Um, also, don't promise someone something if you don't know 100% that you're going to come through. And definitely don't plan a party before you even ask permission from a parent. Come on. Common sense, guys. Also, no kids are going to stick around for someone who was supposed to show up two hours ago. They would have left after an hour, if that. So. Alright, everybody. Have a great Sunday afternoon. And I'll be back probably on Wednesday with Happy Birthday. Season 2, Episode 8. Bye-bye.
together.